Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Insider ESPN here to the show. Rules changes, Shohei and more. Jesse, what's going on? Not much, guys. I'm watching batting practice for the first day here. I'm at Cubs Park today, and uh, they've got a pitch clock going for batting practice. So these pitchers got to release the ball in 15 seconds, or they you know, will stop the play and reset it and everything. So they're trying to get used to it from day one here. It's kind of interesting what, to see batting practice with a pitch clock. Yeah, what do you think this is going to look like? And I, and I mean that specifically for fans. What, what do you think this experience will look like? I think, you know, look, I, some people are making too big of a deal out of it. Um, I think the the major part that you'll see quicken up is just the regular all one pitch, ball back to the catcher. I'm, I'm sorry, ball back to the pitcher. Uh, strike one, one and one, bat ball back. And the, when there's a foul ball, things are going to slow down. When there's an injury, things are going to slow down. When a, a pitcher needs a new ball, they're going to reset. But just the normal course of pitch one, pitch two, pitch three, things are going to move a little bit quicker. And now, the ancillary effect could be pitchers are not as effective, right? The guys that have to speed things up. Well, there's a reason they were probably slow before. They, the, you Darvish comes to mind. He likes to work slow. He's more effective slow. So that's the un, uncharted territory for a lot of guys at the major league level, even though they've done it at the minors. You never know what it looks like in the majors. The game's going to speed up, and there probably will lead to a little bit more contact. Um, in the minors, the numbers did stay the same without a pitch clock than with a pitch clock. I think that's going to change. I actually think we're going to see a few less strikeouts, a little bit more contact, and just a quicker pace. But don't worry. If there's a foul ball, they're not going to rush everybody back. It's just in the normal course of, of, of pitching and catching and back and forth that things are going to speed up. And I know the big buzzword now is disengagements in terms of the pitcher, but also the hitter has certain rules about staying in the batter's box. Are we going to see a new level of gamesmanship in terms of a pitcher with, oh, my shoelace came untied, I'm going to have to take a little bit more time, or the pitch calm doesn't work, or maybe the batter gets a cramp? Have we seen any of those things in the minor leagues? Yeah, it remains to be seen what we're going to see in the majors in terms of that sort of stuff. They, the league has really stressed to teams, hey, we're all in this together. Try not to purposely violate the spirit of the rule. You know, a pitcher continuously asking for a new ball, right? Okay, look, and there's going to be warnings for stuff like that. Uh, and, and, uh, and actually, there's some guidelines there. A pitcher has to ask for a new ball with like eight or nine seconds left in the clock. He can't get down to one and call time and ask for a new ball. Like, there are some guardrails in place for some of this stuff, but as the seasons go on, as these rules take take hold, I agree with you. The guys are going to try to circumvent it. That's just how it is. And, yes, maybe somebody does tie their shoe once one, one more time than normal or whatever um, or ask for that new ball when they don't really need one. They just hope it's not out of control. And the, the umpires have a lot of discretion. They can warn players. They can warn teams. Um, but they really are stressing to the to the teams, hey, this is this is for us. This is for you. This is for the betterment of the game. Try to play along with us. But you know teams and players are going to try to get around it as well. Jesse Rogers, MLB Insider, ESPN with us, Willard and Dibbs. So, Jesse, uh, the old ground ball up the middle might be back, right? Or is it? Like, are, are we going back to something that will look like pre-shift or teams just going to start, like, shifting differently within the rules? No, I think the second the second point is the, is the right answer. I think they're going to just start shifting differently within the rules. In fact, I was talking to a, 
a bench coach today. Um, and, and the positioning is going to be, in some ways, positioning on the infield that some of them have never had. I'm, t- I'm talking specific positioning. For example, a left-hander now, you instead of the shortstop moving all the way over, he's going to be right next to second base, right, a lot of times. And the third base is still going to move over to a spot that maybe he wasn't used to, or maybe in the past that third baseman was the guy that was in short right field. So they're actually going to be brand new specific spots for guys based on where you can shift within the rules. I, I don't think we're, the, the ground ball up the middle is necessarily a hit because you can still stick a guy you know, two feet to the left or right of second base and cover that area. But I do think you're still going to see third base for left-handers kind of wide open. And that third baseman is going to be in a shortstop type of type of position. Now we've seen some of that before, but I think they're going to I think they're going to punch guys for lefties close to second, and obviously you know shift shift them around on the right side as well. So yeah, long story short, I do think there's going to be some interesting positioning within the rules that will still kind of look like a shift. Have you heard anything about teams looking to employ the seldom seen two man? Outfield, where you bring one of the additional outfielders against the lefty and put him behind where the second baseman would play defensively. There's chatter about it. Haven't seen or heard someone definitively doing it, but I bet it happens. Um, the, the answer I always get back is it better be the right kind of outfielder because in the past, obviously, they put an infielder there, a guy that can scoop up a two-hop, you know, 98-mile-an-hour hit, right, exit velocity. A left fielder isn't necessarily the best fielder on your team. In fact, he might be your worst. And then you're putting him in sort of an infield-related spot, right? Now, maybe he'll catch the line drive, but he may not catch the two-hopper. And if it's going to turn into a hit anyway, you've all of a sudden left open the whole left side of the outfield, right, in, in, a, in a sense. And instead of a single you know, through the left side, uh, a line drive that way is going to be a double or triple or inside the park if it bounces around. So there's a risk-reward at, at sticking a left fielder over there or the center fielder over there that you didn't have because you're, you're giving up at least a double, if not a triple, if the ball goes that way. And if it's the wrong outfielder sitting there, you may not even get the out because he's not a guy that is used to scooping up hard-hit ground balls. Um, hey, Jesse, you know, uh, you know this. From arson judge to failed physicals, the <laughs> fan base out here is, is really mad. Um, where does this leave the Giants' current regime, and, and how can they fix it? It's tough. Um, I've been asked this question by a few teams. Uh, the, the camp I'm at today, the Cubs kind of qualify, although I think the Giants are probably a little bit better on paper, and you look at the record last year. Um, Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks come to mind in the National League, and what I'm getting at is we are in an era of haves and have-nots. Payroll disparity has contributed to that. Aggressive owners have contributed to that just randomness of teams coming out of rebuilds and so what i'm getting at is think of the 12 playoff teams last year there were no even with the extra wild card there were no shoddy crappy teams that snuck in these were 12 good teams in my opinion now among those 12 you could count up to seven of the elite um you know elite of the elite the three nl east teams the dodgers the yankees the astros um uh, padres now you put in that category so there's two levels there. How do you, if you're a have-not, so to speak, how do you how do you leap into those 12 teams? And, and from there, how do you leap into the elite of the elite? It's not easy. And the Giants are right there in the middle of it, just like kind of the Cubs, just like the Diamondbacks. Um, I think the American League has more disparity. Like there's the best, there's the really good, and then there's the really bad. 
National League has a few in between, but I don't know how the Giants jump past the Dodgers or Padres currently. I don't know how the Cubs get past uh, the Cardinals right now or the Diamondbacks, same thing with in the NOS. So I don't have a great answer for you. Having Carlos Correa, having a couple stars helps. We're seeing the congregation of stars a little bit more and more in, the, in Major League Baseball, like we saw in the NBA, in part because um, the, the CBT has gone up, that teams can afford them, and teams are willing to pay the tax. So you think about the Phillies and the Mets, they're, they're sort of hoarding stars, and the Dodgers always do, and, and now the Astros. How do the uh, Giants get there? I don't have a great answer for you. It, it's, it, it has to do with developing a star, and then convincing one to come here, and that doesn't fail physical. And Shoei Otani is the one that uh, those of us here in the Bay Area are hoping they can convince to come here. What do you think, and what are you hearing in terms of his next destination once this little cute little Angels experiment ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're in the right. Um, you're in the right co- uh, on the right coast. Let's start with that. It certainly does seem like he's going to stay out there. I, I, I mean, everyone is putting the Dodgers at, at the front of the line for good reason. But I don't know this guy that well personally. I don't know if anybody does. Um, let's say he does prioritize winning. Then certainly the Dodgers are ahead of the Angels. The Giants are probably ahead of the Angels. The Mariners could be in the mix, though, because they're good. I just can't know. Maybe he loves the Bay Area, wants to stay uh, you know, by you guys. You know, I don't, I don't know. I can't handicap it. He's going to get paid. A, uh, you know, they're going to back up the Brinks truck for him. Um, it just depends on the city he wants to live in and how probably how close that team is to winning if, if they're not winning already. Um, I certainly would put the Giants in the mix. Maybe he wants to be the, the face of a franchise, and he certainly would be there. I mean, I think he would be on any team, I guess. But, you know, I can't handicap it any better than anyone else except to say that in the industry, the Dodgers feel like the, the front runner. Uh, Jesse, great stuff, man. Really interesting to have you. Thanks so much. You got it. Anytime, guys. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.